Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Anybody uh, seen the sound of the white flash? I shall uh, put my ear to the ground. Uh, your people are in tune with the natural world, aren't they, Sean? Nothing yet! Please avoid speaking in any sort of mocking faux accent. That sort of thing is out these days. Hey, Jack, running a dead late this morning. Uh, we're all human. Uh, we all fall short sometimes. He, he had an early breakfast. Not that that really matters. Live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the dirty, stinking bowels. Of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this day of our Lord, Thursday, the 25th of February, 2021. Ladies and gents, I give you the co-host to continue the show introduction, Jack Armstrong. Man, I full-on overslept today. I rarely do that. I leave late a lot after dilly-dallying. That's a different issue, but I full-on did the wake-up. In a panic, heart goes to 900 beats per minute thing today. Oh, that's a bad feeling. Then I was driving what's, like... What's, the, what's was, the first thought you have? Is it like me? Wow, I feel great. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> often it's... Wait a second, is it Saturday? That's that's often. Oh, 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 Which boy. is just the worst so, feeling. So, Joe, the simple indication of I am feeling fine... Is actually yeah. an indication that something is terribly wrong in this line of work. Yeah, oh, I feel That's really funny. well rested. That's wow. funny. If you Wait wake up and feel only one good. possible explanation. That's terrible. Then yeah. <laughs> I'm driving like Tiger Woods all the way here. Oh, which isn't good. No. If Tiger Woods hadn't had his car crash, I probably would have made it. I took it a little easier than normal because of Tiger Woods. Wow. Okay. Because isn't that the story on that road that everybody drives it super fast and uh, people roll over a lot? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. He's a cautionary tale, a cautionary example for all of us. Um, uh, Don't roll around with waitresses. Don't piss off your gorgeous uh, Northern European wife. Don't take too much Ambien. He's, he's uh, been a frequent cautionary example for us. Right. And I would have hated to get pulled over today. Um uh, particularly today, because I'm wearing the Canadian tuxedo, the denim pants, and the denim shirt. And I just, you know, if you got the dash cam video of a guy in all denim, it just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just looks like somebody's life was on a downhill slide. <laughs> um, Run this guy again. Surely he's got a couple of warrants. <laughs> it's got to be deadbeat dad or something. Um, I think... Uh, I thought we were more or less done with the Trump story. Honestly, I I really thought it was more or less over um, a while back. Uh, But Mitt Romney said yesterday, if Donald Trump runs for the nomination, he will win. Uh, We'll talk more about that later, but I think that's a huge story. Um, I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. But would he? Woody, I have serious, serious doubts. It's a long way away, and he'll be quite old. He'll be Joe Biden old, which, you know, everybody mocked for a long time. Well, he comes off as an extremely old man. Yeah, and Trump doesn't. But uh, anyway, more on that later. I thought that was an extraordinary statement from uh, from Mitt Romney. And, and, And I think he's right, so... 
Right. Was it a promise or a threat? I mean, it's hard to know because Mitt is no fan oh, of Trump. Oh, gosh, no. No, no. He he couldn't be less. Yeah. But he, yeah, I think these are just, weird times. I think he's just stating what's true. Um, yeah. uh, let's introduce our main the squad. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. There's the technical director, Michelangelo, who has his own parking spot now, but not a key to the executive bathroom. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. I remember when I was younger and a single man, I, uh, I fell asleep during the afternoon and it was the winter. It was like December where those the longest days and the clock read 615 and I didn't know it was at night. Oh. I thought it was in the morning because wow. I was well rested. Oh, wow. I was in a panic and I got dressed and started driving down and, then I realized oh, you there, drove why, to work. I started driving to work. Night. I started and I realized, man, there's a lot of traffic. And then <laughs> I realized it was rush hour and in panic. Yeah, yeah. and Turned with, back, with yeah. no booze involved. No, no. I was just, I just, I was in a panic. I got up from the couch and I was dressed. I like just headed for the car and took uh, off. I've been that mixed up with booze involved, but I've never. Uh... <laughs> Without it, been completely a.m. p.m. upside down. <laughs> hey, uh, Michael, the yeah. executive bathroom. Every seat, $3,000 Japanese bidet. One and, of those bidet toilet seats, air dry, everything. And then there's a guy that hands you a towel, and he says, what scent would you like? And he squirts it behind your ear. It's awesome. Right. I think I'm going to yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Someday. Someday, Michael. <laughs> you just keep your nose to the grindstone, all right? Real quick, by the way, CNN this yes. morning, the headline was, Trump may run in 2024. He's plotting revenge. That's what it said. <laughs> all right. So did, did, did Mitt say that because he wants his forces to start you know, aligning now? Don't get caught unaware. This is what's going to happen. You know, I would have to, uh, you know, that's a, a bit of a supposition. I just, I heard it divorced from the context, that clip. I have a feeling, given Mitt's attitudes, yeah, that's a pretty good guess what he was uh, trying to convey. That his, him and Liz Cheney and uh, people of like minds need to get their acts together and figure out a way to stop this. That, that's got to be what he's... He, I can't imagine how he would do that. I can't either. I don't think he can. Um, you're the minority, dude. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing well. That's uh, just a simple statement here. My my get rich slow funds are very much outperforming my get rich quick funds. So do with that hmm. information as you will. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I think that's are, often are, the case. Do you mean like your index funds versus your high flying stock picks? No, 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 uh, no. Uh, just stocks investing in general versus degenerate uh, non fungible token digital sports cards, oh, cryptocurrencies, nice. uh, fantasy sports gambling, those, those sort of things. So I have I have gotten to the point where now I have ten percent of my investing is strictly for irresponsible investing. It's my fun fund. Uh, nice. So so that's kind of what, what, what I dabble around. That's what my, my digital sports cards and all that stuff is from that percentage of my investing thing, seeing if I can, I don't know, buy a yacht by next summer. You put a lot of effort into uh, learning the market. Yes, which yeah, I, it, it very much became a, a somewhat of a hobby. Yeah, yeah which I find admirable as, a, as you know, as a financial decision. But would you say that that the people that a lot of people that gamble who put that much effort into sports gambling, if they put that much effort into the market, would be much mm. better off? Would that be your guess? Uh, probably, but it's it's you know similar, might not be as fun. It's not as fun, and everybody wants to take the elevator to the top. Nobody wants to take the stairs. <laughs> um, so so yeah. Uh, but over over a long certainly depending on how how long of a time frame we're talking about, you'd almost certainly be better just learning you, the market and investing. You are the all time champ of those kind of sayings. And it's oh, yeah, just, it's interesting so, the way your brain works that you compile. Yeah. <laughs> 
the elevator and the stairs type things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, just remember, Sean, when it comes to investing, slow and steady wins the race. Unless it's a sprint, then it loses every time in humiliating fact. (laughs) Don't know my blood type, but I can give you a saying. Yeah, there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is. It is a weekday, Thursday, February 25th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Fine. Let's leap into action now. According to FCC rules and regulations, the official beginning of the show is at Mark. I had not heard that before. That certainly sounds stupid. Bravo. What the heck was that? Simply just a non sequitur to start the day. There you go. By the way, something. Initial job claims that come out on Thursday, 730,000. Still historically very high, but quite a drop from last week. Until you realize what analysts say, the giant's worst snowstorm in a century across much of America stopped a lot of people from getting their paperwork in. Oh, boy. Next week could be a crazy number, so we'll see. That's some sad trombone stuff right there. Yeah. Man, I was excited to hear that the claims were down. That makes Whoops. sense, though, with the weather, although so many different places. It does. It does. Um, how's mailbag? Oh, it's it's good. It has an international flavor. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Um, uh, and a bunch of other things that we mentioned. Uh, if you were listening later in the show, and it, we we aren't like a hardcore politics show, but what happened with uh, Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney is worth pointing out again if you didn't hear it. I mean, it's it fits in with the whole Mitt Romney, uh, Donald Trump thing. Oh, yeah. It is the question that lurks in the backs and or fronts of the minds of every powerful Republican in D.C. Are we the Trump party or aren't we? I think the polls would show you're the Trump party. Um, but we we we'll play all that for you. Stay tuned. Coming up, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it looks like Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York is not only a bully and a liar, but he's also one of them hashtag me too sex pigs, too. So, well, how many bullies slash liars have you known in your life who treated women well? That's a good, good one right there. Also, yeah, surprising. Here's a good one. There's new bill waking make its way through the California legislature requiring gender neutral stores and retailers will be fined a thousand dollars if you have a separate boy and girl toy department. Wow. <laughs> well, I have uh, plenty of good stuff for oh, a, a woke madness uh, oh. feature today. Plus, we have a Gavi Award to give out, the Gavin Newsom Award for Hypocrisy During COVID. Action-packed show, starting with Mailbag. <laughs> you can email us, don't you know, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Usually, we begin with a freedom-loving quote of the day, but today, an email first. It's uh, Killjar in Salt Lake City. I've often noticed one name conspicuously missing during Black History Month, renowned chemist and agriculturalist G.W. Carver, George Washington Carver. Perhaps he's an embarrassment owing to the success of the former slave or due to his unfortunate name. I guess he was too white. Well, I don't know about that, but I went looking for George Washington Carver quotes, and he has a lot of great ones, including this one. Education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. Hmm. Ouch. Uh, yes, 
Clearly. Joe just hit his head on his own microphone. I do that roughly once a quarter. It is a humiliation and physically uh, uncomfortable. If you're the first person to text when you hear it happen, you get a prize. Mm. Mm. I can't tell you how many times I've hit myself in the face with my own headphones during my radio career. Again, you try to play it off like, uh, no problem. No, no, that didn't hurt at all, just in case anybody saw. My thing lately has been getting in my car with my visor half down and bashing oh. my head on it. Yarr. Yarr. Surprisingly sturdy if you hit it yeah. just at the right yeah. angle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll wake you up. Uh, onto the correspondence proper. Uh, Jeff sent this along. I love this. Uh, Eric Swalwell is getting roasted on Twitter. Uh, are you following the Nira Tandon thing? She's this Democrat attack dog, Clinton loyalist, who is nominated for the Office of Management Budget, but she tweeted some really nasty stuff about Republican senators, and they're like, I'm not voting for you. And uh, some of the modern Democrats don't like her anyway. So anyway, that's the setup. I think that she had nine pages of tweets about Ted Cruz that they had printed out and were, were kind of going over. She had to delete over a 1,000 tweets. A 1,000? Wow. <laughs> yes, because they were too vicious. Anyway, uh, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, Eric Swalwell tweeted, because, of course, they go immediately to the, you're a racist card. I represent one of the largest Indian-American districts in the U.S. How do I look at what's happening to Neera Tandon and tell little girls of South Asian descent that they'll have the same opportunities in life as white men? The answer, I can't. And wow. that's a shame. Wow. You know what's a shame, Eric? is fake accusations of racism and whipping up people by ethnic hatred when it's utterly, utterly indefensible. You are an amoral piece of crap. That's my response. Mark's response via Twitter was, hey, giving Asian girls opportunities is one of the things people like most about you, Eric. Oh, reference <laughs> hey to now. old Fang Fang, the hot Chinese spy who he was betting. I've been barely, I haven't really been following this story. I just heard the headlines. I didn't even know she was a... POC, person of color. Um, but if you have a whole bunch of tweets, if you have a thousand tweets bad mouthing one party, that's, that's going to make it difficult for you to get confirmed. Well, right. And she said savage things about Susan Collins of Maine. And, and Kristen Cinema, the Democrat moderate from Arizona, doesn't like her, doesn't want her. Joe Manchin says he can't vote for her. But according to Eric Swalwell, a disgusting pile of vomit, if there ever was one. Oh, you lying I, creep. I can never be the uh, director of the office management and budget. Somebody, I'm just, I went near all near a tandem on him. I'm sorry, I lost my head. Pile of vomit. Anyway, he is, he is disgusting. I'd rather survey my dog's vomit than Eric Swalwell. There, wow. I've said it. <laughs> okay, and you stand by it. I do. Moving along on the topic of Harvard and everybody going to Harvard, telling you repeatedly they went to Harvard. We ought to play that clip again. It was so good. A uh, longtime correspondent, Flambe, writes, Harvard, for all of its dim glow of prestige in the far-off mists of the faded past, also brought us these fine folks. Antonin Scalia, Bill O'Reilly, Brett Kavanaugh, Ted Kaczynski. Discuss amongst the voices in your head. <laughs> okay. The Unabomber and Antonin Scalia. Joe and Jack. Jack and Joe, writes uh, Amy. In inexplicably, look at the size of this font. It's like uh, mm, war, war is over, boys come home size. I wish everything was in that font size. Yeah, but this email runs to three pages, and it's like three sentences. Anyway, my husband has spent hours reading news stories about COVID. What he's gotten from the news is overwhelmingly negative views on the vaccine. Mm, yeah, we got to talk virus. about that later. They're, they're, that's a big thing right now, is, uh, is professionals saying, Hey, everyone, the news is great. 
Let's quit pretending it's not. Yeah, we'll have to talk right. about that later. When we talk about the virus, I'm shocked by the impression left on us by the U.S. news media. Having studied biology, including microbiology, I know that the scientific response to COVID has rivaled our race to the moon in terms of its achievement. The speed of producing the vaccines is inspiring. The scientists should receive the Nobel Prizes. Countless lives will be saved, and the world can return to normalcy. Normalcy. I suspect that we will never return to normal, though. COVID has put money into the hands of politicians in a way that even climate change could never dream of. Spending our children's and grandchildren's wealth in the name of COVID will enable the funding of so many politicians' pet projects, all at the expense of living in fear and ruining small businesses around the country. We have now almost a half dozen vaccines that are 100% effective at keeping you out of the hospital. Numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have gone off a cliff, and we're reaching the number where it's going to disappear, more or less. Yet, you got a lot of... Politicians and some scientists like Dr. Fauci, even if you get the vaccine, probably should stay, leave that mask on and not hug your grandma. What the hell are you talking about? He just wants to be in the spotlight. I think he's, I think he's just an epidemiologist through and through, and that's his thing. Just like a lawyer is always going to tell you, I wouldn't do that. Always. Right. Right. They will never be judged harshly for telling you not to do something. But if they grant you permission and it goes slightly sideways, then that so Fauci has a single focus, and that's the virus, not the economy, not your your life, your happiness, just the virus. Armstrong and Getty. Um, 
Uh, that has obviously changed. But anyway, so they asked Kevin McCarthy whether he should be involved and Liz Cheney. And now if you can't hear this, we'll fill it in for you. Do you believe President Trump should be speaking, or former President Trump should be speaking at CPAC this weekend? Yes, he should. Congresswoman Cheney? Uh, that's up to CPAC. I've, I've been clear in my views about uh, President Trump and, and the extent to which following, the extent to which following January 6th, uh, I, don't, I don't believe that he should be playing a role in the future of the party or the country. On that high note, thank you all very much. <laughs> so the body language, body language segment. The body language on this is pretty good. So Kevin McCarthy says, oh, yes, he should. And then when she says, I don't think Trump should have a role in the future of the party or the country, he closes his eyes with kind of a, oh, man, here we go. Oh, man, really? (laughs) Do you have to say that? And then when it's over and he says, well, on that happy note, and everybody kind of laughs, and he walks that way and doesn't even give her a glance. Doesn't even give her a glance as he walks away. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I have no idea how this ends. I truly don't. The passage of time will will obviously help clarify things. And also, you know, Trump Trump is petitioning to get back on Facebook. I assume he'd like to get back on Twitter, too. But he's appealed directly to Facebook's Supreme Court, in quotes, their oversight board, in a bid to rejoin the platform. I thought Bill Gates, Former... Bill Gates saying the other day that he thinks Trump should be allowed back on. I thought that could be important. It, yeah, definitely could be. He's not only a global figure, but a global, uh, fairly progressive figure. But who knew Facebook had a Supreme Court? And who knew former Danish Prime Minister Hella Thorning-Schmidt was on it? She's part of the uh, 20-member oversight board and told a U.K. news channel that the, parent, uh, the panel is currently looking over Trump's case. Um, and it would probably be a couple of months. I don't know where I am on this. Um, obviously, these private companies have the right to do this but it just seems weird to me that one person is deciding that the second most popular political figure in america uh a couple of months ago on the day of the election um is not allowed to 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 be on twitter because one person decides dorsey just decided no you're persona non grata we're not going to have you and he could have easily is, gotten up on the other side of the bed that day and thought, no, he should have a voice and we should know what he thinks so we can discuss it. William Randolph Hearst wishes he had that sort of power over the, uh, you know, the, the distribution of ideas and words. This is, it's, it's scary that that much power is concentrated in that few hands between Twitter and Facebook and, Gosh, I don't know. Well, Google, to a large extent, which operates a little bit differently, but you seriously could have three human beings alter the course of humanity based on their likes and dislikes. The libertarian view, obviously, is that something else will emerge um, if there's a demand for it, and that, that'll get straightened out by the free market. So maybe it will. We'll see. Um, it's important. Yeah, unless Google gets it deplatformed. It's important to throw in the idea that uh, Liz Cheney was uh, on her idea was, uh, okay, let's put it up to a vote. If you still want me in a leadership position here, if you still want me in the number three slot in the Republican Party, let's put it up to a vote. But it was a secret vote. You didn't have to have your name attached to it, so nobody could go after you for being for Trump or against Trump. It was a secret vote, and she won easily, going away as staying in the party. The secret vote seeming to be uh, slightly different than when they have to have their names attached to uh, you know, a vote for impeachment, for instance. Everybody wonders mm-hmm. what the vote might have been if it had been secret. 
Uh, so I, I don't know where this ends up. It's a pretty interesting political story. Yeah, and I know it's causing Kevin McCarthy and a whole lot of Republicans headaches. Uh, marrying the energy of Trump and so many of his policies with the reality of, you know, how D.C. works and, and how, you know, butthurt D.C. was after the Trump presidency. I just I don't know how it goes. I Usually I can throw out some sort of prediction, but no idea. People, um, things that seemed uh, like a really, really big deal fade over time. We all know that. Does the January 6th storming of the Capitol, once you get a couple years down the road, does it fade in terms of people people who abandoned him? Those tens of thousands of Republicans across the country that, um, you know, deregistered as Republicans in all kinds of different states all across the country. Does that uh, cool off? Well, yeah, everything does. Everything does soften. Everything does cool off. But I don't know that it will cool off enough to marry those people back to the Republican Party if uh, Trump is the head of it. Um, and if you're new to the show, it's not that we're rooting for one particular outcome or another. We're just trying to figure out where it might go. Oh, and, I think this is I don't have any just time. fascinating yeah. to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish it was happening in the, in the Democrat Party, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it ain't. Uh, speaking of predicting things, so Seattle, King County, enacted an utterly idiotic policy that had disastrous results. And so watching that example, Los Angeles County is deciding to do the same thing. And the results are utterly predictable. We will tell you about that ill-conceived policy, among other things. What is wish cycling as opposed to recycling? Wish cycling? Is that like Peloton? No. Nope. Peloton it's, thing? It's, it's, got it's to, very popular. It's got to do with the, the, the green uh, impulse people have for recycling. It's wish cycling, which a lot of us engage in, whether we know it or not. And uh, this idea of not allowing stores to have a boys and a girls toy section, for instance, at their store, you'll get fined if you have that. Just Looney Tunes. That's not exactly a libertarian uh, proposition. <laughs> Wow. Good Lord, no. Wow. Well, that's the one thing the left ain't. They oh. got no interest in liberty. Uh, our text line, oh, and there are new mail trucks out there. I don't know why I've seen this story as many times as I had. I don't know if there's assumption. Look we'll, how cute the truck is. I think there's an assumption we'll be frightened if we see a U.S. mail truck that's slightly different than the ones we've seen in the past. Is that, I call it the U.S. male and female. Please stop using gender language. Even though it's male, M-A-I-L, you feel like... You've got male. Well, that's like a man and a woman. Sure. It's every bit as idiotic. So, so does that mean we need to call a mailman a person person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Very complicated. Yes, it's a person person. Person person has brought you some... <laughs> something. People? Something. Some <laughs> male and female and non-binary. <laughs> to... <laughs> Very complicated. Who's getting mail anyway? Uh, the United States Postal Service is modernizing its vehicles with what they call the duck truck, because it kind of looks like a duck with big glass windows on the front. So if you see one of these now, don't be alarmed, or I don't know what would happen. Don't throw just... a rock at it. <laughs> don't shoot at it. Yeah. What is that? That's not the normal mail truck. Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like a duck because it has big glass windows and a the short little don't have windows. A short little hood. So the, it the hood looks like a beak, kind of. It kind of looks yeah. like a cartoon okay. duck. But okay. still, do not be frightened. <laughs> do not open fire. 
Do they play music like an ice cream truck as they go around the neighborhood? That'd be nice. Uh, Text line again, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Philadelphia International Airport has begun offering travelers the ability to have food delivered to their gates by a robot named Jita. Meanwhile, travelers in LaGuardia have developed into a hunter-gatherer society. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Uh, Bring me my food bot. Among the things we'll be talking about coming up, a woman who regrets her very unfortunate tattoo she got right before the pandemic. That's pretty funny. Um, Also, this story is not funny. An Oklahoma man accused of cutting neighbor's heart out and feeding it to his family. New kind of crazy. Wow, I got a story about a guy in Des Moines who's uh, cutting brake lines in cars. I thought I had a crazy guy. Great Scott. Wow. I, I don't want to hear that. And then one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things we'll get to a little bit later. Um, I love it anytime somebody changes their mind on a policy. Because it, you know, a prominent person. Because it happens so rarely. Right. Um, right. And it means something when somebody actually completely changes their mind, and an, an academic has completely changed their mind on Iran and wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal on why the Biden administration cannot engage with Iran on this whole nuclear deal. Oh, I completely am changed their mind and explains why. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Waiter, that's a yes. The man eating another man's heart. No, thank you. I'm just really no, he, not. He fed it to his family. His own family, his own the family, family. Of the, the owner of the lonely. Now heart? that would be a Hannibal sort of thing to do, but no, to yeah. his own family. I think yeah. unknowingly, though, which is a Hannibal thing to do. Wow. Well, yeah. speaking of changing minds, maybe the L.A. County Board of Supervisors will change their ideas uh, on their vote this week. They're going to give grocery workers a five-hour, I'm sorry, a five-dollar-an-hour pay increase. The wow. latest local government to adopt a hero pay measure during the pandemic. Even as retailers have warned, we're going to close stores if you do this. These heroes are going to be totally out of work. The temporary increase approved uh, Tuesday in a 4-to-1 vote goes into effect Friday for some grocery and drug retail stores. A 120-day pay bump, the county officials will say, benefit about 2,000 workers. Uh, A series of similar proposals popped up in cities across the West Coast, of course the West Coast, including Seattle and elsewhere in California, and caused a number of stores to close. But that just doesn't matter to the progressive mind, whether it works or not, whether the result will be what you want or not, doesn't matter. All that matters is it makes you feel good to advocate it. That's just crazy. I never hear an intellectual argument uh, uh, on the other side of the, um, but but a bunch of people will lose their jobs. And you talk about raising the minimum wage, for instance, when this when the CBO says, you know, one point three million people lose their jobs. Is there a, a progressive intellectual pushback to that? I haven't heard it. Is no, there anybody who argues you get no greeting over, card rhetoric and slogans? So there's nobody arguing over time. X happens to bene, you know, to offset that. Or I just never hear anybody even address it. All right, here's uh, Board of Supervisors Chairwoman Hilda L. Solis, who co-wrote the measure, who said, I walk into Albertsons and Ralph's, and I see women. I see people of color. They're asked to work overtime for meager pay. So you're going to write that wrong, get in the way of free enterprise. Unbelievable. In Southern California, Long Beach Mayor uh, Robert Garcia signed a temporary $4-an-hour $4 pay increase into law in late January, a move that prompted grocery giant Kroger, 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 to <laughs> shutter two stores there. 
saying it was as a direct result of the city of Long Beach's attempt to pick winners and losers. Uh, Seattle, different company, same result. Just unbelievable. But they're going to keep doing it. Oh, the whole battle for a federal minimum wage thing is taking some interesting turns. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, there's there's a big decision coming up from Elizabeth McDonough, who's the parliamentarian of the Senate. And she's going to decide any day now whether Democrats can use the budget reconciliation process to cram through the $15 federal minimum wage. Uh, but there are more and more Democrats saying they're a little uncomfortable with it. You have some compromise plans offered up by Republicans. Uh, here's something you've never heard for the mainstream media. Three out of five states already have a minimum wage higher than that. Anyway, so we're just looking at 40% of the states. Looks like they're going to ease in something up to $10 an hour after a four-year timeline, et cetera. Much more sane and reasonable. I like this, though. Part of the compromise, uh, I think it's Tom Cotton and Mitt Romney are pushing together. Um, Accompanying the increase would be stricter penalties for businesses that hire undocumented workers. It would mandate the use of E-Verify by all employers in the United States, and the proposed legislation would also attempt to cut down on E-Verify fraud by requiring employees to provide photo ID to their employer, which could then be cross-referenced with driver's license information. That'd be a step in the right direction. I could see that. Little compromise, huh? Little meat in the middle, huh? I like it. So, what is wish cycling? It's not. It's got nothing to do with bicycling. It's got to do with the recycling. You put on your Lululemon pants in your uh, privacy, of your own home. There, you fire up the video screen. You start biking. Uh, recycling. Um, there are a lot of people that care a lot about this sort of thing. I don't ever think about it much, uh, but um, like I bought a pair of jeans the other day, and there was a long paragraph explaining how they don't use much water to make these jeans. And I thought, I guess huh? there are people that care about that. I don't care. Sean mentioned the other day among the young set, eco- ecologically friendly clothes is a big thing, or products or whatever. I, just... I have no idea how watery my jeans are or are not. And, uh, if you go to a Levi's website or anything like that, they they every product, it talks about how much water is used and how huh. ecologically friendly this shirt is. Sustainable. Sustainable, yeah, that's yep. the word they use. Well, what if I go to Dasani's website and want to buy some water? Do they explain how much water it takes to produce that water? No water was used. No, they in tell you how much water. denim is used. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> Wish cycling is something I have done, though, and a lot of people do. And it's the reason that about 25% of the stuff that goes into bins doesn't belong there. Is it you wish that this belonged there. It's basically just, <laughs> I wish you could recycle this thing in this particular ca- container. It seems to me that you should. So so that's how, so I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I know I do that myself because it just got, especially where I live, like the Target store where I live, they've got like 20 different kinds of trash cans. Right. I just don't have, I'd have to hire an accountant to figure out which trash can I'm supposed to put the the cup in versus the straw versus the the, the wadded up piece of paper, and uh, and the wish cycling is uh, it seems like the straw and the container should go together in there, and uh, some smoothie in this this thing should be fine. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it in there. Yeah, for folks who live in the rest of the country, there are a handful of West Coast air, airports that ha- literally have four different trash cans. And you see people, including me, stand there rubbing their chin, oh, yeah. looking at the little picture that's supposed to illustrate what goes in there and thinking, I have no idea. 
Yeah, well, it's confusing. But anyway, so we get it. about 25% of the stuff that goes in there is wrong, and that contaminates everything. And then they, they often can't use a great big chunk of a, of a, like a, a, you know, a container full of recycled stuff if something is in there that contaminated it. And then there is the story we had a couple of years ago about China has stopped buying our recycling stuff because it wasn't pure enough. I do it all the time with cardboard, where it's just, I wish you could recycle this with all these staples in here. I don't know that you can, but I'm mm. not going to take the time to pull all the staples out of this box, because that would take me all afternoon. So, really, the guideline ought to be, if in doubt, don't recycle it. Just throw it in the garbage. Probably. Yeah, you probably actually would be better for the environment if 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 you just threw it in the trash. Yeah. If it's yeah. not as perfect as it's supposed to be. Wish cycling. I wish this were right. Probably not, but sure would be nice if it was. I wish for a lot of things. <laughs> Try to avoid that today. Be, be good to the planet. Armstrong and Getty.